Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the Grief Observed podcast. I'm your host, Brad Morrell. And as we step into the holiday season, you know, a time traditionally filled with joy and celebration, um, there's some in this season that can just be marked by this profound experience of grief. Uh, Losing a loved one can cast this shadow over all the family festivities, making this period, you know, just very challenging for many. And today I want to offer a supportive guide for those of you navigating this delicate balance of grief during the holiday season. So the first thing I want to bring up is really acknowledging your feelings. You know, it's it's crucial to start by acknowledging and accepting your feelings during the holidays. Uh, grieving, it, it's a deeply personal journey, and it's okay to feel that range of emotions. You know, we have talked so many times about, you know, feeling anger, feeling depressed, feeling uh, sometimes it is still shock that, you know, that loved one is not here with you for the holidays. So the main thing is to give yourself that space and grieve and don't feel pressured to conform to the thoughts of what someone else has for your life. Um, I want to emphasize the importance of recognizing and validating, you know, your emotions. You know, there's no right way to grieve. And everyone's journey is truly unique. You know, I, I state it's like a, a snowflake. Uh, every one of them's different. This season, let's embrace vulnerability. And I know a lot of men don't like that word, but it's it's true. And we need to be open about our feelings with those who offer support. Um, Sometimes it's a blessing for others to be supporting you during the holidays. And I don't think it's a bad thing for you to request that support as well. So expressing these emotions, it's a crucial step in the healing process. So next I want to talk about, you know, traditions. Uh, Think about making new traditions or changing the ones you already have. It's a a strong way to remember your loved one while finding that balance that kind of works for you right now, whatever position that you're currently in. You may have lost someone several years ago. You may have lost someone last week. Um, So just kind of mixing that familiar, uh, the things from yesterday, kind of mix it with the new, I think it's a really good idea. Uh, You know, making those new traditions or changing old ones doesn't mean that you're forgetting about the past. It doesn't mean that you're leaving that person that you love behind. Um, But it is a way of changing things, especially if something has occurred around the holidays. So, you know, when everybody gets involved, these traditions, they they become even more special, uh, creating that sense of connection and a support for everybody that needs it, but still keeping in mind the person or people that you have lost in the past. I don't think there's any reason we shouldn't keep them still a part of our our current holiday situation. Uh, You know, I've heard people set place settings at a table uh, with the picture of the loved one that they lost. You know, I I see nothing wrong with that as long as everyone there is comfortable with that idea. So you also have to keep in mind how others may react to 
certain things like that. And I think that's a good segue into my third point, which is, you know, surround yourself with supportive people who understand your grief. And families, wow, it, it can certainly make this a challenge uh, if if someone wants to celebrate in a different way than you do, right? Um, but I think you've got to find people where you can share your feelings with them and most importantly, communicate your needs. So this is a time like you want to build this support system. I, I think, again, it's, it's just a major point um, for your growth through grief. So seek that company of friends or family who can empathize and offer understanding during this challenging time. Uh, I state all the time that effective communication is key. You know, every relationship is either found or lost on good communication. So let your loved ones know how they can support you, you know, and remember that mutual understanding is a two-way street. You know, encourage empathy and understanding among your friends and family, uh, just recognizing the diverse ways people grieve. You're all different. So, and again, this may be an, another great segue into my fourth point, which is planning ahead. You know, uh, planning ahead is essential for navigating that holiday season while you're grieving. You know, you need to consider your emotional needs as you plan your activities as well. Uh, you know, emotional planning involves identifying, you know, different events that might be a real challenge to you. You know, a trigger, um, it's it's something that you've got to plan for. So I think setting boundaries is a really good thing in this area of life when you're planning ahead. Uh, you need to, again, communicate those needs to family and friends, but you also need to be flexible in your plans. And what I mean by that is if if you feel like you can do something, uh, go to an event, and then it just doesn't feel right, I think you have to listen to yourself, give yourself lots of grace, and just do what you feel is right in these moments. So sometimes, you know, ad adapting plans based on that emotional readiness can make the holiday season more manageable for you. So my next point is honoring the loved one. You know, I'd mentioned maybe putting a picture at the, the family table for a meal. That's not a bad thing at all. Uh, perhaps it's, it's creating a memorial of some sort where everyone can pitch in and uh, just really remember uh, that person in their own way, but still be able to collaborate. Um, lighting a candle. I, I hear that one very often, you know, and uh, a lot of times people will do that on the uh, death anniversary of someone. But a lot of times it's something done at the holidays. Uh, perhaps it's it's a way that you could remember many people who have passed who are no longer here during the holiday season and the older you get the more that uh the more lost that you're going to see in life and you know so that may be a good way of of remembering everyone um some people may want to participate in an activity that maybe you both enjoyed whether it's uh going skiing uh going to a hockey game that would be 
my hopes of, of someone that would memorialize my death by, you know, going to do something that I would enjoy. Maybe they'll go to a hockey game. Um, maybe it's a movie, maybe it's, you know, watching a Christmas movie. Um, you know, the list is endless, but doing something that you would have enjoyed doing with that person. So remember it, it's about finding joy in the memories rather than solely focusing on the loss. Um, and again, inclusive participation, you know, involving friends and family in that honoring, uh, you know, of the memory of the person that you lost, um, that can create a collective celebration of your loved one's life. You know, do it with people who may be in the fight with you um, as far as grieving a certain loved one. So my next point, I really don't know why I didn't bring this one to the table first, but uh, taking care of yourself. You know, grieving can be physically and emotionally draining, so taking care of yourself is paramount. Um prioritize your your physical well-being you know ensure that adequate rest uh, proper nutrition exercise those are the three big hitters that I always ask people when they come in the office uh, just to see where are they at are they able to do the things that they used to do are they feeling depressed so recognize those signs of burnout and just kind of be mindful of when you may need additional support uh you know, creating that healing environment, both internally and externally, uh, to kind of facilitate that grieving process, that that's huge. Uh, which, you know, going from the, the physical and emotional, it, it kind of leads me into my next point, which is, and this is not just a plug for me, um, but anyone in the mental health field, I would state, but sometimes it's okay to seek professional support. You know, if the grief becomes overwhelming, seeking professional support can be a crucial step as well. So, you know, let's let's talk about this for a minute. I think one of the first things that I would speak about is normalizing the idea of seeking professional help. I think some of the stigma kind of fell during the COVID years. Uh, you know, before there was this thing like, I, I will look weak if I step out and and find someone to help me. I really do believe that has changed quite a bit. Men were still kind of a little bit behind. I have seen a lot of improvements over the last few years with men coming to counseling, but overall, it is women who still seek counseling. But uh, again, there's there's no shame in reaching out for counseling. Um, I've spoken before about how I've been in counseling multiple times in my year, years of life, and there's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't state that um, I, I don't know how to do life. It doesn't state that I'm weak. You know, it just states that I need to bounce some ideas off of someone else, and I may not have all the information that I need. My family and friends may not have all the information that I need. And I recommend highly to step outside of your family and friend network to find someone who does, um, who's not invested in your personal daily life, someone who's not going to be an advice giver. I once had a professor who said, I was in a class of probably 
40, 50 other students, and he stated, who in here gives really good advice? And half the room kind of raised their hand, and, uh, you know, he, he immediately stated, you all are going to make horrible counselors. You don't give advice. He was, of course, joking. But at the same time, he was kind of right. You know, when you go to counselors, um, it's not that you're seeking advice. It's that you're seeking or should be seeking tools on how to cope or change different life or areas of life. So, again, don't be afraid to reach out to someone like myself. So, you know, understand how integrating that professional support into your healing process can kind of complement that personal coping strategies of, you know, the better sleep, better eating and, and exercise. So, you know, just we're here to provide additional tools for kind of navigating that grief. So another point is truly expressing your feelings. I've mentioned a thousand times in, you know, I don't know how many episodes I'm at on this podcast, but it is important to find places to where you can speak. And I really feel it's important for people to come on this podcast and share about their grief, share about, you know, like expressing their emotions. Um, but I think you've got to also express those emotions through creative outlets. Um, it's a powerful way to navigate grief. So let's think about this. Like, what are some ways that you personally have been creative with honoring or remembering someone that you love who have pa who has passed? Um, you know, some creative outlets like writing, art, music, you know, those can serve as a, a therapeutic uh, tool for processing grief. You know, consider journaling. It's one of my favorite things. I, I talk so much about journaling. You know, it's you can be as specific as you want um, or you can be as generic as you want. You know, today was a bad day or uh, zero to ten, I'm at an emotional level of eight. Just make sure and define what an eight is in your world. Uh, but there's many ways to express your emotions, and I, I think you've got to get those out there. So, you know, just share your creative expressions with a supportive community as well. You know, um, whether it's that art that I was speaking of, you know. But uh, more than anything, you're just trying to bring connection and understanding for yourself. But you may help clue in some people who really don't know what your emotions are. You know, you create this fantastic art piece and, you know, just by the title of it or sometimes the theme of it, people will understand where you're coming from. So I, I'm a big fan of art therapy. It's not something that I do uh, really at all in my office, but I think it can be very, very helpful. I've got just a couple of more points. I appreciate you hanging in with me. I'm obviously more comfortable speaking with someone than just sitting here uh, rambling by myself, but I, I have enjoyed going over these points, and it's uh, I've had a lot of memories already flash up in my mind of uh, things that I have done before. I'll give you an example. Um, one of one of the things that I, I did right after one of my great friends, Chad, passed away, 
Um, he was a huge Charlie Brown fan, as am I. And that first year, he passed away in September of that year. And, uh, you know, on Halloween, I carved pumpkins, like little baby pumpkins, and put them on his, uh, his gravestone there. And when Christmas rolled around, I would put a little Charlie Brown tree uh, there right beside of his gravestone. And I did that for a couple of years, and I don't know why um, I stopped that tradition, but it really helped me make sense of a, a situation that made no sense to anyone, I guess, at the time. And uh, it was just very helpful in my healing. It was a way to say, I remember you and uh, I love you. You may not be ready for any of this. And this is where I talk about setting realistic expectations. So, you know, embrace change during the holidays and accept that things may be different after a significant loss. I think giving yourself permission to say no to commitments uh, that feel overwhelming. I've kind of talked about that a little bit uh, a few minutes ago. And then kind of cultivate that. I hate to use the term, and I haven't found a, a different term for it yet. If you have one, please email me. But cultivate that new normal during the holiday season. Um, you know, acknowledging and and integrating those change. Uh, the changes from different festivities. But more importantly, just set that realistic expectation that this year's not going to feel like last. This year's not going to feel like 10 years ago. Each year is different. And I think it's important, even for the living, even if someone has not gone through a major loss, we should be willing to... um, explore change because if we do the same tradition year after year after year when someone is lost it's going to hurt i had a humanities teacher who actually passed away uh this past year one of uh, he was my favorite high school teacher um coach smith and one of the things that i learned in humanities was one of the things that I absolutely uh, really can't stand. But what I learned was the only thing in life that is permanent is change. That's hard for people to accept. So again, just give yourself realistic expectations and don't be hard on yourself. Give yourself grace. So my last point will probably be my biggest weakness in life. And that's volunteering, uh, giving back to the community and, and just uh, volunteering to help others in a meaningful way that maybe will help like channel that grief you have into something positive. Um, it'll help you connect with people who may care about the same things you care about. It may uh, be a place that maybe you go that something... Uh, you know, maybe it was a place that your loved one would have enjoyed helping, and this is kind of your way of, I guess, carrying that baton for them and continuing to uh, give back to your community. 
But overall, I think it's something that uh, is helpful in the healing process because it takes your mind off of you for a moment. And when you see that you're helping others, I really do believe that it does help your own journey in a very unique way. So as we wrap up today's episode, I want to remind you that grief is a personal journey. Uh, There's no right or wrong way to navigate it. Just be patient with yourself and surround yourself with that support, whether it's through family, friends, or professional, and allow that, that healing process to unfold at its own pace. And I know what I've shared with you today is only a drop in the bucket of how to navigate the holidays. It's just a few points that came to mind for me. Uh, Keep researching. Find what works for you. Find and surround yourself with people who will support you. And uh, no matter what or how you celebrate during this time of the year, I hope that you do remember the loved ones that you have lost in a special way. And I hope and pray that, that you find some measure of healing during this holiday season. Thanks again for joining me on the Grief Observed podcast. I truly hope that you have been blessed.